Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Full Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Sharky Halden was an outlaw leader who outwitted all who attempted to capture him. Banks were robbed, stages held up, and still Sharky's gang continued as strong as ever. The gang's most recent crime had been a train robbery outside of Comstock. After many hours of long, hard riding with a posse, the sheriff of the town returned to his office, tired and downcast. By thunder, that Sharky Holden might as well be a ghost for all the good it does to try to run him and his gang down. No luck, huh? No. He's plenty smart at covering tracks. How do you know it was Sharky Holden's gang that held up the train, Sheriff? And as usual, he was the only one of the gang that didn't mask his face. That loud laugh of his could be heard above everything else as they rode away. He seems to take pride in letting everybody know who he is. The handbills I've read on him, he seems to know just when to strike to make it worthwhile. Yeah, 
And since each one of his men wears a bandana to mask his face during a holdup, any one of them could go into a town as a spy without being known. I reckon that's right. That train robbery is the third crime his gang has committed in this territory. I figure he has a hideout somewhere near Comstock. I sure wish I could find it. Well, wishing won't help. Reckon I'll eat and rest and then look some more for Halden. The Lone Ranger had heard of Sharky Halden's operations, and he and Tonto had taken up the trail of the gunmen as they headed into the Southwest Territory. The masked man and his Indian companion pulled to a halt at a campsite in the hills, not far from Comstock, the day after the train robbery. Sharky Holden and his gang have covered practically every town we've passed, Tonto. Yet they've managed to evade capture. Ah, that outlaw leader, plenty smart. The report we had of the train robbery near Comstock yesterday means Sharky and his men are still around here. If we could get a line on their hideout, we could act. That's not easy. Well, we'll camp here, then decide our next move. For three days, Tonto visited Comstock in hopes of getting a line on the crooks. The fourth day, Tonto left camp and rode to the town to look around and to get a few supplies. First, he went to the cafe and stood at the back looking over the crowd. The barkeep spoke to a man at the bar. You want something else, mister? No, that's all for now. New around here, ain't you? Yeah, just passing through on the way to Pagans. Might be around for a couple of days, though. I'll see you again, maybe. So long. So long, stranger. Tonto waited a while longer, then left the cafe and entered the general store to buy his supplies. The storekeeper was waiting on another customer. Tonto noticed it was the same man who had been in the cafe. Yeah, here's your change, mister. <laughs> you sure have a lot of supplies to tote. Ah, uh, yeah, I reckon I have. Sort of a stranger in these parts, aren't you? Yeah, I don't get to town often. You reckon you don't work on one of the ranches since you don't have a buckboard outside to carry this stuff? Uh, the fact is, I'm not a ranch from a ranch, mister. I brought a pack horse to carry these supplies. <laughs> you sure need it. <laughs> You bought enough to feed several people for a spell. As a matter of fact, I'm heading into the hills to work a clam I staked out a few days ago. Figuring I'm doing some prospecting, and I don't want to be bothered coming into town too often. That's why I'm laying in a good supply. Oh, prospecting, huh? Say, how about a pick and shovel? Sell them to you at a good price. Ah, no thanks. I have a pick and shovel out at the claim. Hey, I reckon you'll have to help me carry this stuff out. Uh, sorry, got others waiting. I can't leave right now. Uh, maybe that Indian will help you if you give him a bit of silver for his trouble. Oh, me help, but me not want pay. All right, Indian. Grab some of those packages and let's go. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Now, give me the stuff. I'll do the packing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Indian. Yeah, give you half a dollar for your trouble. Oh, me not one pay. Well, suit yourself. Thanks again. Adios. Adios. Easy now. Get up there. Get up there. Come on. Tonto stood a moment watching the stranger ride away. The Indian's alertness had noted several things about the man. 
At the cafe, he had said he was passing through town on the way to Pecos. Yet he told the storekeeper he had a claim in the hills. In the store, when the man had spoken of being a prospector, Tonto had noted his smooth hands. Also, he noticed the large amount of perishable meat more than one man could eat in a long time. Usually, a man alone bought only enough for a day or two, since it quickly spoiled. Then Tonto thought of the pack horse. Him used fine saddle horse to carry supplies. And me notice spur marks. And him wear nice boots. And not rock scarred like boots of prospector. Tonto stood a moment longer. Then walked to the side of his horse, Scout. Him must have plenty of reason to lie. Me follow, find out where him go. Then me talk to Lone Ranger. Easy, Scout. Easy, fella. Get him up, Scout. Making sure he wasn't seen, Tonto followed the man who finally turned from the main trail and headed into the rocky foothills. Later, the man leading the pack horse rode into a small canyon and stopped before a shack. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, Joe. Did you get the supplies without any trouble? Sure did, Sharky. The barkeep and the old coot at the store were both kind of nosy, but I turned aside the questions without them being suspicious. I reckon folks are a little leery of strangers around Comstock right now. <laughs> They'll get over it. We'll hide out here a while longer till things die down. Then we'll clean out the town bank and leave this territory. <laughs> I reckon they'll remember Sharky Holden's gang for a long time to come. <laughs> come on, I'll help you take this stuff inside. Then we'll get together and talk over our plans for the bank job. Meantime, Tonto moved along the rocky trail Joe had taken. A short distance from the canyon, he was passing some big boulders when... Oh, Scott, oh, fella. Oh. All right, freeze, friends, kid, freeze. We get you covered. Get him in, get him in. Get him in. Get him in. Oh, who there? Oh, 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 oh. I'd say this redskin was trailing Joe. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, it looks like it. All right, you drop your gun belt. Drop it. Uh-huh. I'll get it. Steady, boy. Now what, Mort? We'll make him talk. Me not talk. You'd better. Why were you following Joe? Me not no feller named Joe. We didn't ask you that. We know you were trailing them, and you're going to tell us why. Me not talk. Well, I reckon the best thing to do is to plug him. No, no. Better wait, Mort. Why not? He had no right It'd to... It'd be better to take him to the shack. Maybe we'll get some answers from him there. Hell, all right. Get going, Redskin. Don't forget, if you try any tricks, you'll get plugged. Go on, straight ahead. Get him up, Scout. Get him, get him, come on. Get him. The two gunmen and Tonto stopped in front of the shack in the canyon. Who's Easy, Easy, Scout. Easy, Scout. All right, Indian. Get moving into that shack. Hey, what's this? Why'd you bring that redskin here? Hi, Sharky. Me and Dave are watching out yonder by the boulders. We saw Joe come along, and then a few minutes later, this Indian rode by. We figured he was trailing Joe. So we jumped him, took his gun belt, and brought him here so you could question him. Oh, Joe wasn't as careful as he thought he was in town. Bring the redskin into the shack. You heard him, Indian. Get moving. Hey, 
Well, Indian, what do you got to say for yourself? Whatever it is, it better be plenty good. We have nothing to say. Make him talk, Sharky. We know he was trailing Joe. That was easy to see. Yeah, but what I want to know is just why he trailed Joe. Come on, Indian, start talking. Why did you? Maybe me think me get job. Me hear him say him come to work clean. Don't lie. You found out somehow he was one of my gang, so you followed him. Now speak up, do you hear? Oh. Me not know him member of any gang. Hey, here's Joe now. Hey, Joe. Ever see this sneaking redskin before? Oh, yeah, saw him in town at the store. How'd he get here? Well, I reckon he trailed you. Yeah, we jumped him out of the big boulders when he rode by. Oh, gone. He was in the store when the storekeeper was asking me questions. Something must have made this redskin suspicious. Hey, hold on, Sharky. Now that I look him over close, there's something familiar about this Indian. Something unusual, you might say. What do you mean? Take a good look at the way he's dressed, for instance. I should have noticed that in town. Uh, he's wearing mighty fine buckskins. He is better dressed than most redskins yeah, I've seen. Sure like and I noticed the fine paint he was riding, the one standing outside now. Uh, wait, wait. There's something stern in my mind. Mort, where's his gun belt? Dave has it. Give it here, Dave. And keep him covered. Yeah. Here, here it is. Look at those fine guns. Uh-huh. Mighty fine guns for a... for an Indian. Yeah. By golly, they are there. What's it all mean to you, Joe? Think hard. Good buckskins, fine guns, and a paint that's a beauty? And I reckon I ought to have the answer. Remember when you joined the gang? I told you we'd left New Mexico Territory in spite of the fact there was so much for the taking up there? Remember the reason I gave? Oh, yeah. You told me it was because of a masked man called the Lone Ranger. But this Indian, he... Hey, wait a minute. Now it's coming to me. Yeah, what is? Sharky told me the masked man had a partner, an Indian who rode a fine paint, carried fine guns, and wore buckskins. Why, this Indian may be the one who rides with the Lone Ranger. Holy mackerel, if he's on our trail, he... What are you going to do, Sharky? <laughs> Don't get excited, Mort. I know just what to do with this redskin if he's the masked man's pal. Before we're through, I figure both he and the masked man will be dead and buried. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. Tuttle had been captured by the notorious Sharky Halden and his gunman while the Indian was trailing one of the gang. Sharky finally recognized Tonto as the Lone Ranger's companion. Yep. 
What are you going to do to the Indian, Sharky? Best thing is to put a slug in him while we have the chance. Yeah, I reckon Dave is right. Oh, wait, hold on. I got other plans. He'll get what's coming to him when I figure the time is ripe. Right now, take him over there and tie him plenty tight. Then put him onto the bunk. Yeah, we'll tie him tight. Don't worry about that. Dave, put up the horses and take that paint of his along. Make sure he's fixed so he can't get loose. Tie him in the grove with the others. Sure thing, Sharky. All right, come on, Indian. Put your hands behind your back. Keep him covered, Joe. Yeah, now get over to the bunk. Uh As soon as Tonto was tightly bound hand and foot, Sharky signaled to Mort, and the two men stepped outside. You know, Sharky, if you're right, there's danger at the mask. Ombre will start looking for his friend. Might even come here. (laughs) Mort, I think he really will come here. And you'll be the one who'll make it easy for him. You must be loco. No, the fact is I'm playing it real smart. Now listen. Joe said the Indian came into the store. That means the redskin went there to get something. Well, maybe he went in because he saw Joe go there and knew he was one of the gang. Oh, if he knew that, the redskin would have stayed out of sight. Waited till Joe left town, then followed. What if he did go in and buy something? If he is that Indian... The masked man would know he went there. When the redskin doesn't show up, the Lone Ranger would find some way to make inquiries there about his sidekick. Yeah, maybe you're right. What do I do Go to town. Go into that store. Hang around a little while. Lots of fellas hang out there. If you hear anybody asking about the Indian, just tell him you saw the redskin riding out this way. Savvy? He might be the masked man. I reckon you plan to ambush him on his way. Is that the plan? No, he's escaped many an ambush. I have another plan you'll hear about later. I'll get your horse and go on to town. Tonto had left camp before noon to get supplies. As the afternoon wore on, the Lone Ranger, waiting for his companion to return, became uneasy. He decided to disguise his features, then ride to town without wearing his mask so that he could inquire for Tonto at the store. When the Lone Ranger entered the general store, the crook Mort was among the idlers who whiled away time swapping stories. Mort noticed the tall stranger who entered and approached the storekeeper. Well, howdy, stranger. Something for you? I'm looking for a friend of mine, an Indian in buckskins who came here earlier today. Oh, there was an Indian in here, only one today. Tall, well-built, but he didn't buy anything. He helped some hombre take supplies outside, but the Indian didn't come back. I see. Well, I'll look around uptown. Thanks. Uh, Just a minute, mister. Yes? I heard you asking about that Indian. Recollect I saw a tall, well-built redskin riding from town. Leastwise, I figure he was tall. He wore buckskins. Did you notice his horse? Yeah, paint. Beauty, too. The Indian was going along the West Trail like he was following somebody. Uh, what made you think that? Well, he was riding sort of slow and looking at the trail. Maybe he's the one you're looking for. Yeah, I think he is. Thanks very much. Adios. Adios, mister. Easy, steady, big fella. Monsieur. Ranger had noticed Mort edge away from the crowd when he entered the store, and he sensed that the man was too eager to give him an accurate description of Tonto. The Lone Ranger rode until he couldn't be seen from the store windows. Then he suddenly swung Silver in between two buildings and stopped. Oh, I'll watch a moment to see if that man comes out. I'll wear the mask over my disguise. The Lone Ranger put on his mask, then waited tensely. 
Soon he saw Mort come out hurriedly, glance along the main street, then mount his horse and head for the opposite end of town at a fast gallop. Hmm. Seems to be in a hurry all of a sudden. I'll follow him and trail Tonto later. Come on, Silver. Just inside the pass through which Tonto had been taken were several large boulders. They hid from view the old shack, which was about 50 feet behind the boulders. A thick pine grove near the shack provided a sheltered hitching place for the horses. At the opposite end of the small basin, there was another narrow pass. Joe, Dave, and the three other gunmen waited among the boulders. Where did Sharky go, Joe? Sharky went to the back pass to wait for Mort. You, you mean Mort's taken the shortcut from town that leads to the back pass? That's right. Mm. I still think we should have plugged the Indian, then planned to dry gulch the mask man. That's right, Dave. Sharky wants it to be his way, so that's it. But that shack is between us and the horses. We should have brought them over here someplace. Now they're out of sight, then. They'll be safe enough. Now stop your beefing, Dave. Uh, as soon as Mort and Sharky get here, all we have to do is wait for the mask man to show up. It was late afternoon when Mort reached the far entrance to the canyon. A few minutes later, the Lone Ranger approached the place. He rode to that pass. I'll leave you here a few moments, big fellow. Go on foot. The masked man cautiously moved forward through the brush toward the pass into the canyon. He edged along to look into the pass. Suddenly, he heard voices. Moving carefully, he leaned forward to look. Mort had stopped his horse and was talking with Sharky just inside the pass. So you think the tall stranger you saw was the Lone Ranger, huh? Well, he came in asking for the Indian. Of course, he didn't wear a mask. I've heard he knows how to disguise himself so folks can't tell who he is. Did he leave right away? Yeah, he headed for the West Trail. And I beat it out and rode the shortcut to this pass. Good. That means he ought to reach the entrance at the other end before long. The men are over yonder waiting behind all those big boulders. Put your horse in the grove and join him. What do you plan to do when he does come? Well, the horses are out of sight. I figure he'll go right into the shack to find the Indian. I had Dave take the Indian outside a while. Then I planted a can of blasting powder under the bunk. I ripped up a plank under there and ran the fuse to the boulders. When he goes in, I'll light the fuse. It'll take a couple of minutes for it to burn to the powder, and it'll take him that long to untie the redskin. Boss, he'll be blown sky high. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the Indian doesn't know about the powder under the bunk. Well, I'll go join the others. Put away your horse and then come on over. Right. Get up there. Get up. Come Get on. up. Get up. Mm, be too bad to disappoint them. Get back to Silver and ride to that shack they mentioned by way of the other entrance. The outlaws behind the big boulders who had been joined by Sharky and Mort waited patiently for the intended victim. Finally, they heard hoofbeats entering the canyon from the West Trail. Hey, I think he's coming. Get ready to light that fuse, Dave. I'm ready. I got the matches in my hand. Hey, look, he's stopping. He's leaving his horse in the pine grove. He's sneaking toward the shack with his gun ready. <laughs> you think we flew the coop and left the Indian tied up in there? He looked in the window. Now he's going inside. Light that fuse, Dave, quick. Sure. There it goes. In a few minutes, we'll see the blast that means finish to the mask man and his Indian friend. Meantime, the Lone Ranger quickly entered the shack and closed the door. Sorry. 
not good you come here. Them plan trap. Yes, I know. First, I'll cut those cords. <laughs> there. Now, I have some fast work to do. Quickly, the masked man bent down, and grasping the can of blasting powder, he cut the fuse, leaving part of it still attached to the powder can. I have it. Now, the fuse will burn itself out into the shack. So that what them plan? Yes. They're waiting among the big boulders over near the entrance to the basin. And what we do now? I'll step to the door, light the remaining piece of fuse, and quickly throw it in their direction. Quickly striking a match, the Lone Ranger lit the short fuse. Then he ran to the porch, and raising his arm, hurled the can of blasting powder toward the boulders. This will surprise them. The masked man quickly jumped back inside, and even as he ran to the window facing the boulders, the explosion took place. The can of blasting powder exploded among the big boulders, taking the gunmen completely by surprise. Three of them were injured by heavy rocks, but Sharky, Mort, Joe, and Dave had escaped with minor cuts and bruises. Jumping catfish, what happened? Those dirty sneaking coyotes turned the tables on us with that blasting powder. Hey, three of the men are out cold, Sharky. Well, there are four of us still able to handle guns. Yeah, but they're protected by the shack, and the horses in the grove beyond the shack. We can't get to them. We'll try to move up on them, spread out, and let them start moving in. Let's go, and keep lead flying so they can't make a run for it. <laughs> Use your other hand. You'll be all right. All right. We got to get those two polecats no matter what. Dusk was falling and Sharky hoped that when darkness fell, their chance would come. But then something happened they didn't expect. The sheriff and his posse who had been searching the hills for the gang had heard the explosion and rode into the canyon with guns blazing. Inside the shack, the Lone Ranger spoke to Tonto. The sheriff and a posse have arrived, Tonto. Now Sharky Hall and his men having a chance. Him think we belong to gang. We'll go out, Toto. Both of your guns and go out with your hands raised. A masked man and an Indian. The others were all taken. Now we have you two. We came here to find the Halden gang, Sheriff. Here they are, Sheriff. We wounded these four. Perhaps you'll find more over behind the boulders. Oh, darn it, Sharky. I told you we should have ambushed the Lone Ranger before he got here. That death trap you planned for him and the Redskin turned right back on all of us. Oh, shut up. Now, hold on. He spoke of the Lone Ranger and an Indian. He must mean you two, hombres. That's right. But by thunder, why didn't you tell me who you were? I didn't have the chance. Well, this is sure something. What happened here, anyhow? Briefly, the Lone Ranger told what had happened. When he finished, the sheriff spoke again. Mister, we have you and the Indian to thank for giving us the chance to round up Sharky Hall and his gang. But you both sure took a big risk. It's worth the risk to have them captured. My men are tending to their wounds, and soon as they're finished, we'll take them to jail. We'll stop by to see you in town before we leave the territory, Sheriff. Unless you need us to help take these men in, I don't know, I'll head for our camp. I have plenty of men to handle them, mister. Good. We'll get our horses and leave now. Adios, everybody. Adios, adios. <laughs> so the clever Sharky Holland thought he'd fix a death trap for the masked man in Indian, eh? Well, let me tell you something, Sharky. Polecats like you have tried more than once to outthink that masked man. To my way of thinking, there's no crook living that will ever put one over on the Lone Ranger. No, sir.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.